Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury, Inside the Heart of a Champion, with your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. Fighter's Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Tobin here with you as we have a lot to dive into today over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. UFC pay-per-view last night, UFC 212 from Brazil, and we have a new undisputed featherweight champion of the world, Max Holloway, with a third-round technical knockout of the great Jose Aldo, who suffers a brutal loss in his homeland, uh, a third-round TKO loss for Jose. Um, tough for him, man. I felt bad for him. He looked good. Like I thought Jose came out in that first round. His hands looked good. A lot of sizing up between these two guys. A lot of, a lot of posturing. Uh, very, very cautious and uh, very a lot of observation going on in this fight. Neither one wanted to engage too much, but when they did, I thought early on Jose looked pretty good. But about halfway through the second round, I don't know if it was fatigue. I don't know if it was just a mental struggle. He looked like he was uh, having a little bit of trouble solving the riddle that is Max Holloway, who's who's long for that division. He's a tough puzzle to solve, and it also seemed like Holloway, in, in the in the midst of it, felt like Jose really couldn't hurt him. He became a little bit more uh, engaging, didn't you know, was taking more risks, didn't think that Jose could to put a lot of damage on him. The other thing that was noticeable about Jose, I thought, you know, this is a guy who, for the longest time, I mean, his biggest weapon was his kicks. It was it, it would just brutalize his opponents with kicks. Not even just you know one shot knockouts. That's not that wasn't his style. He just he he'd go at you with these brutal kicks, be like a baseball bat being taken to your lower body, and it was it was a weapon that was noticeably absent from him. Now I don't know if that was a case of Holloway just being out of his range, and it was a tough matchup for him to get off. But it was it was weird that Jose you know took away a couple of his weapons that those were in the holster a little bit, didn't feel comfortable enough to pull the trigger on him. Maybe we'll find out that Jose had an injury going into this. I don't know, but but uh, Max Holloway ends up in the third round, a lot of sizing up again. You know, Holloway's starting to throw his hands up, showboat a little, get a little bit comfortable, stick his chin out, and hit Jose with just a monster, monster right hand and pounced on him. Never really had that huge shot when Jose when he had Jose in mount, you know, a couple times over the submission, couple times uh, looked like he was getting in some big forearms and whatnot, but never that devastating shot. But Jose, I don't know if it was a case of exhaustion or just couldn't get the, you know, a, a fresher Holloway off of him. Uh, eventually, Big John had no choice, but he had to stop it. You know, Jose was in a bad position, and and uh, Holloway even started wailing on the side of his heads after he gave up his back. So not a not a quick stoppage in my mind, but I think in Jose was, uh, was frustrated that he wasn't, put out of it it was it was a case of just he couldn't he couldn't get Holloway off him and 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 
really defend himself. So Max Holloway ends up with the undisputed featherweight championship of the world, which, of course, featherweight is going to be one of those divisions where it's a bit weird because that is a that is a title division where Conor McGregor was stripped going into last year, and they ended up fighting for the quote-unquote undisputed featherweight championship later on in the year where they had uh they had Frankie Edgar and Jose Aldo fight for it at UFC 200 and everybody's like well you know all they had to do was ask so it's uh it's crazy uh and Texter says just FYI J is pronounced like an H uh, not not with him he's Jose it's Brazilian it's different different he's convinced everybody it's Jose not Jose just saying um but Jose Aldo ends up uh he ends up on the short end of it and he suffered a bad loss. Now, I wonder what is going to be the next move for Jose Aldo because he has been, uh, he has suffered now the loss to Connor. He suffered this loss to Max Holloway. As far as Featherweight's concerned, I really do want to, I want to know what he'll, his future looks like uh, for 145. Is this a case where maybe he jumps up and starts taking fights in a different division that always kind of seems to be the career move when you're kind of at your rope with featherweight um you know does does he get back in the title mix if if you know frank yeager ends up taking the title it's a guy he's fought twice he's beaten twice could he get back in there yeah i think certainly but if max holloway's reigning i don't know if we're going to see aldo um back in that title picture and and and, and you know when you get a little bit older i'm sure that weight cut gets brutal um could we see him jump up a little bit and maybe the cardio is a little bit better. Maybe he feels more comfortable at that weight division at 155. He's not big for 155. There's a lot of guys of big size there. So very, very tough division. Uh, But Max Holloway looked mighty impressive yesterday. This was cool yesterday. They put out the longest streaks uh, as he reached 11 in a row, Max Holloway yesterday. And that puts him at fifth longest. He tied Hoist Gracie. He is just behind GSP, who had 12 in a row. Mighty Mess and John Jones are currently at 13. And, of course, the great Anderson Silva, 16 straight. What an incredible streak that was for Anderson Silva. Um, but Max Holloway has just been so impressive. He's got an entertaining personality. He's got an entertaining uh, style. Once the once once he gets a guy sized up, when he's really engaged in a striking fight, that guy, that guy gets a little bit crazy. And you wonder if there is anybody in that division who – when they do start letting the fist fly, if it can end up costing them because he will be a little bit of a risk taker at times. Um, but he makes for an entertaining style. It's just, he is in a weird spot because featherweight was a division where they took away Connor's belt and, you know, Max and Connor fought way back in the day, 2013. I think Max was 19 on that fight and Connor ended up tearing his ACL, um, went to division, went to decision rather, and Connor won that fight. He did. He did win that fight. But it's uh, it was a long time ago. So it'd be interesting if we ever get to see that matchup. But I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. Good morning, Seema. Good morning, Tommy Guns. How are you guys? Good morning, Tommy Guns. It's great to see you. Hey, hey. Always good to see very, you. Very, very happy to see you in the building. Uh, what did you guys make of Max Holloway last night defending his title against Jose with the TKO in round three? I thought he looked amazing, and I thought he he actually could have looked better. We didn't see, like, I don't think that we saw the the Max Holloway that we have bared witness to over the course of the past at least year and a half. Yeah. He was 
more cautious, especially in that first round. He was not switching his stances, which he normally does. But I do believe that that was attributed to Aldo not throwing any kicks. Yeah, it was weird, right? Did you see all the, like, the lumps on Aldo's feet and legs? I didn't notice post-fight. that. Post-fight. Like, I, after he got, but after they stopped the fight and they show him down on the on the canvas, he had, um he had, like, some knots on his feet and legs. And I wonder if that's from an accumulative effect of throwing kicks like that and practicing kicks like that. Yeah, it, it was odd. Like, it was, like, almost like the weapon wasn't even, um, thought of to throw like he didn't even try it and that's just such it's it's such a calling card to his career it, it you know it, it's like man he's not gonna he's not gonna do any of that at all and to see that it made you feel like maybe there was an injury you know but he if he was injured you know jose is kind of in this part of his career where you know connor's publicly called him out and dana's publicly called him out for pulling out so much he couldn't pull out if he wasn't 100 percent. he had to fight Especially where he's really the draw in his in his home in his hometown, can't do that. Also, guys, once guys feel a knockout, and we've heard this from every fighter that we've spoken to, once guys feel the power that is given to them when they take you know the consciousness from their opponent, yeah, they seem to seek that. It's almost like a drug. That once they've been able to knock somebody out with their hands, that every fight they get in, they want to feel that again. And uh, I don't think that he has the power to be able to do that to Holloway. And I, I think that was part of that first round feeling out process is Holloway got hit with some serious shots yep. in that first round and a knee on top of it, yes. a clean knee. And was not impacted by it at all. Yeah, you could tell, I think, uh, probably about midway through the second round, Holloway started gaming him a little bit. He was sticking his chin out. He was throwing the hands up. Like, it seemed like he's like, you know what? He can't hurt me. I'm ready to, to start opening up and risk it a little bit more. And which was in- what was interesting even on top of that was Holloway is three, four inches taller than Aldo, but has a shorter reach. So it's it's not the typical length advantage that we see yeah he had a little height but if you look if you watch the fight he actually crouched down in his stance right being even with Aldo so to me the the length advantage the size advantage was neutralized it was an even fight as far as size go no reach advantage whatsoever actually Aldo Aldo had an an inch reach advantage and the height advantage was neutralized because of Holloway's stance. He brought himself down. He crouched down a little bit, three or four inches to bring them head to head. So I didn't think there was any sort of significant reach advantage. He was just, Holloway was the better fighter and had a better strategy. What Good morning, you, Tommy. Tommy, what did you make of uh, Jose's uh, strategy and and uh, just Holloway's performance? I think Holloway's performance was awesome. He had... He exudes the confidence that you need when you're going into the cage. You can't have doubt. And in terms of Aldo, I think you have to stay with what got you there. He didn't throw kicks. He didn't do the things that he's known for. And through that entire process, he ended up losing the fight. But it's kind of cool. It's like in the fight sport, in the fight game, it could go any way. You never know. So that's one of the most exciting aspects about mixed martial arts and boxing. Everyone has their sights on a particular fighter and just swear up and down he's going to win because of what he's done in the past. 
but you never know. Well, the thing that I liked about uh, last night as opposed to the pay-per-view before, and uh, one of the things I always like out of these big cards is I want to see something new that you're excited about. Wow, this could kind of be the next era. This is kind of, this could be the thing we're excited about going into the next fight. And I felt like, you know, at a UFC 211, a lot of it was status quo. Like it kind of all just stayed the same. Um, you know, there were cool moments. Like it's great to see Damian Maya gets his title shot finally, but you know, Damian Maya has been in the game for a while. Um, you know, Stipe kind of just continuing the reign. There was no real, there's no real, all right, well, what's the new thing we can talk about? And the new thing you could talk about is, well, you have a guy in, jo- in uh, Max Holloway who has 11 straight wins, young guy in his 20s. This guy can really be, uh, you, you look at those, the names on this list of a win streak, you're like, man, this guy could really be be in line to maybe chase some history if he if he does reign in that division for a while. The blessed era. The blessed era, it. yes. Yes. Very Good. cool. And I thought it was cool, too. He, he showed a lot of respect to Jose. He was telling, trying to get uh, Brian Stan to talk to him first. Um, showed a lot of respect to the to the country of Brazil and what that meant for him to win that fight because you could just tell the way the fight ended, Jose uh, just being unable to really get Max Holloway off of him, even though he's not taking maybe the most devastating blows. You could just tell he was just demoralized that that moment happened in this country. It was just crushing to him that, oh. It's one thing to lose, but to lose at home. It's, yeah, especially Brazil. Exactly. Like, you know, you know what it means to those guys. You know that how big that sport is there. You know, like, it, it's it's a different thing. Like, if an American loses in America, it's not that nationalistic shame you feel. Like, you, you're obviously devastated you lose, but it's kind of like with Jose, he's almost like a franchise up to himself. Like, it's he's almost like a part of, he's almost like a soccer team. You know, that's that's how big a guy like Jose Aldo is. And for him to lose... Man, that's that's just got to be such a such a weight on him to to suffer that. Huge. That's true, and I'm sure so many people just did not expect it. Yeah. So, hey. But uh, but an awesome performance by Max Holloway. Congrats to him. We'll continue on with UFC 212 and the other news and notes that happened throughout the week. Fighters Fury back after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM 790 The Ticket. All right, welcome back, Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Uh, we want to take a moment here to uh, send out thoughts and prayers to everybody in London. Uh, just a tragedy yesterday with one went down. Attacks on the bridge and the marketplace. So uh, you got the, the toll now is uh, seven dead, 48 injured. So just uh, just horrible to see that unrest that's continuing to go on in Europe. Really, really sad. Very, very sad. So uh, prayers out to everybody there. Absolutely. It yes, was indeed. It was uh, it was tough to see that all go down on your uh, on, uh, before it's just because they had a I was at a bar yesterday and they had that going on next to the fights and I was like ah that's it's crazy to think that's going Sad, on crazy world we live in crazy all we world, can do man. is pray keep keep prayed up um, seamlessly transitioning back to last night though um, you had here were the results from last night yeah Vitor Belfort he got a win over Nate Marquardt what do you think of the decision uh, two two one to uh to Vitor on both I I was fine with that I, I was fine that's with how it. I had it I thought the second round was Vitor's I thought that he landed the more significant shots in the second round Marquardt kind of crawled back into consideration towards the end but I felt that that Vitor landed the more significant shots I thought he actually had Marquardt hurt 
mm-hmm. in the middle of the second round. What do you uh, what do you think of him uh, training at TriStar with Faraz? Do you think that this is going to be kind of the new Vitor, like he's going to try and point his way to wins? I do. Yeah. I actually, I think something that we've seen from, from Vitor over the past probably two or three years, anti-TRT you know, TRT or, or post-TRT, was he he would like let it all go first and into the second round and if he made it through that then he's gassed yeah what you saw last night was a more strategic plan and and I hope that and it seemed like he'll continue to be the striker we don't want Zahabi to turn him into a a humper like GSP Mm -hmm. but uh but I think as long as he can still, you know, he's got the great kicks, he's got the powerful shots, the uppercuts, he's quick with his hands. I think as long as he'll focus on that and he and he stays more strategic, they could be interesting fights. Do I think he'll be a world champion? I don't know if he'll be a world champion at 185, but who knows? Anybody that lands a shot on, on Bisbing, as long as Bisbing has the belt, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to be world champion, in my opinion. Well, there's an interesting thing going on. We found out this week that um, they're going to do an interim title between Yoel Romero and Robert Whitaker because Bisbing, the GSP fight seems like it's off the table uh, as far as 185 is concerned. He's got an eye thing that's keeping him out, um, so he's going to need more time to recover, and then... You know, Bisbing seems like that's the fight he wants, so he's he's pulling the uh, I'm not ready to fight card. And I don't who's know got an eye thing? GSP. Oh, ironically, yeah, I know Bisbing is the one who's got the the half open eye, but uh, right, that's apparently what the rumor is that that's keeping GSP out. And then they decide to do Yoel Romero versus Robert Whitaker, which I mean, that is a banger of a fight. That's mm-hmm. an unbelievable fight at UFC 213. Which is think about this: you got. UFC 213, you got Robbie Lawler versus Donald Cerrone. Wow. Woo! And Robert Whitaker versus Joel Romero. My mm. goodness. Uh, My goodness. Fight, fighter's paradise. That is Fight that, lover's paradise. That's, that is, that's a wild couple of matchups. Then you have, who's Overeem fighting? He's fighting um, Fabricio. Yeah, Fabricio I mean, Doom. that whole card, that main card is stacked. Yep. Four of the, four of the five fights, I think, are guys that are in, like, the top five. Yeah, it's, it's and girls. It's a really stack. Well, even Nunez Shevchenko, like Shevchenko, that last the last time these two fought, it looked like she was really turning the tide, and that was only a three round fight. Mm-hmm. So, be interesting to see if this is uh, if this is the end of the line for Nunez, or if she is getting better and more confident as a champion. Um, but Vitor, I, it was kind of confusing going into this week because I saw a lot of headlines that this was going to be Vitor's last UFC fight on his deal. He's done, and then he's going to go to Bellator. He talked about wanting to fight Shell Sonnen over at, at Bellator. And then it comes out this week. Dana says, no, man, you got one more fight on your contract after this. And he mentioned afterwards that he has uh, he, he five. five. He's got five fights. So I don't know if that's a career. He re-upped. Did, he's got a – so did he – was that the news? Like he re-upped with UFC or he's got – I would assume. Just, or he just wants to fight five more times. No, he said, you're going to see me. He was very – very clear you're gonna see me five for five more fights so it sounds like he re-upped he's because what these guys are doing now with bellator in play and bellator's just sitting there salivating waiting for the guys with the big names right roy nelson signed with them this week so the guys with the big names if they're not re-signing with the ufc are going right over to bellator and getting big money 
And I think that the UFC has to pay attention to that. Yeah. There, there is value in name recognition. And to not see that, it could be detrimental to the organization and to, and to the commodity itself as the UFC. So that was a smart move, I believe, to sign Vitor if they did give him a, fi- a four-fight extension because he had one more fight. Um, rather than letting him go over to Bellator and continue to build that brand using the names that realistically the UFC has built. Well, yeah, and I know Vitor is, I mean, he's been one of the most outspoken guys as far as fighter <laughs> rights, especially once the Reebok deal kind of came into full. He was very upset about, you know, he's a he's such a big name. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a guy, he's one of those guys who can just, he can claim a lot uh, as far as getting sponsorships, especially if a fight's in Brazil. Vitor Belfort's been at it forever. Um, 20 years. So, yeah, man. So the fact that he, if he is going to come back to the UFC, um, yeah, I can, I can, I can get why they wouldn't want a guy like that to walk because, you know, you just put him on a, on a card that's in Brazil. It's going to mean a lot. You're going to have an electric atmosphere because people are going to be excited to see him fight no matter what, even if it is going to be taken on this, uh, the style of fight. I think that, what did they mention last night? I think the stat was, I don't know if Dominic Cruz said that his last, was it last four fights against top five guys in the middle yes. That's that's pretty crazy for a guy, you know, and I know Vitor wanted to get back in the title picture, but for a guy at his age to be fighting guys of that caliber, that's pretty wild, Tommy Guns. The, he's not he's not backing down from anybody. I guess that just goes to age is nothing but a number. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's working it. He's making it happen. And if he's in that kind of, kind of style of camp where they're going to fight smarter, not necessarily harder for him, maybe... You know, he does get on a bit of a win streak. It's, it maybe be might be healthier for him in the well-being of his career. He's not, you know, going in there with these young lions trying to tear him up like a Kelvin Gastelum who's going to pounce on him or, you know, any of these guys. I mean, there's so many. It's 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 almost a murderer's row at 185. So many, so many dangerous, dangerous fires. It's why I think Michael Bisbing is so reluctant to go in there with a Yoel Romero, a Robert Whitaker because. You know, he's got to know that these guys, they they maybe have an, another gear. And I know Yoel's up there in age, but he's certainly on an, uh, an extraordinary run right now. So really, really uh, impressive. Other fights last night, you had Claudia Gadelia. She won. She got her first UFC finish, beating uh, Carolina by a rear naked choke in the first round. So uh, we may see her versus Jacek for a third time down the line. Uh, Paolo Borjina, he beat Alawali Bangbosi by TKO in the second round. And Bosi uh, looked like he had about three minutes in that fight and then kind of gassed himself out. Yeah, he was a little too amped up. He almost he looked like he had animalistic characteristics as he was fighting. He was did just he like a, lunging and jumping. And, did he have the gross toes? Was that, was, was that his thing? I think that... The, uh, the, I'm not quite sure. I wasn't in, checking on his They coach. zoomed in on the toes, <laughs> and I think they made him clip them. Uh, toenails? Yeah, toenails. Really? Yeah. I think that's... They went right in there. I was like, oh... I didn't see that, well, but I saw him hit the mat and just up. like Matrix, like jump right back up. It was amazing. Yeah, but he just gave himself out. He was swinging pretty wild. Like it felt like, uh, you know, if one of those landed, I'm sure. But he, he you know, he was hitting. Uh, he was almost, you know, everything that he was throwing. Uh, Paolo was brought was blocking. Um, just never got that super clean shot in there that I think maybe would have changed. If the he had. It would have been something, something else. else. Yeah. And uh maybe would have uh would have flipped over the cage or something like that with how <laughs> pumped up he was yesterday. 
The bonuses yesterday, Max Holloway and Jose Aldo got fight of the night. Claudia got performance of the night. And Brian Keller also got performance of the night. So that's your 50,000 bonuses. Uh, Max Holloway, what do you guys make of this? So after the fight, he says on Conor McGregor, he can beg me now. Uh, he says, the guy's over here. Uh, the guy's over here always trying to look for bigger things, and that's him. Good for him. I'm not trying to chase someone around. Uh, I ain't going to talk to someone that isn't talking about me. He gets to choose his fights. Why am I going to cry about it? Get the hell out of here with that bleep. He can beg to fight me now. I'm coming to that point where people are going to start asking me to fight. I ain't asking no one to fight. I've got my throne. If you want it, come get it. Uh, and he also talked about wanting to almost be in the, the Mighty Mouse ilk of uh, just wanting to defend his uh, his title. Everybody seems like they want to jump divisions now and fight other people. And he just says he wants to stay at 145 for right now and, and put a good run together of being a, a dominant 145 champion, which I think is kind of refreshing. It's good to see somebody at least, if even if it's not the most exciting, uh, juicy thing, at least he's not saying what everybody else is saying because it feels like everybody's going the route of, ah, I want to fight I want to fight this guy, super fight, and then I want to fight for another belt. You know, he's just saying, like, I'm, I'm kind of content just I've gotten to this point and I want to have success at this point, which is a good thing to see for a young guy like Holloway. Not uh, not too crazy about having to jump uh, and, and do wild things to, to make a name for himself. I agree. I think the stability is good. I don't also know. I don't know how he would transition into 155. You know, I think that's his weight. 145 is a good weight for him. He's young, so maybe as he puts a couple years on and gets, you know, 29, 30 years old and can't make those cuts and right. can't walk around at 145 anymore, you know, that may that may change things. But I I do believe for the most part this is a this is a good decision. I'm you know, the Connor thing, everybody's gonna call Connor out. How long has Connor been in the UFC? Three years. Mm-hmm. And he's the number one grossing fighter in the history of the UFC. Of, crazy. Of, yeah, it's He's he's had what six, seven, eight fights in the UFC and has made almost double what Anderson Silva made in his entire career in fight purses. Wow. You know, so everybody's gonna have some sort of commentary about Conor McGregor because at the end of this day at the end of the day, this is how these guys make their living. And you don't know what the next fight is gonna bring. You well, know, look at Aldo. Since his since being tapped on the chin, one punch by Conor McGregor. It's a whole different world for him. Mm-hmm. So you get that fight, you get that money, and you just you collect it and stack it up because you don't know, especially in the fight game, what tomorrow will bring. Well, I think the other thing that's tough for him, for, for Max Holloway, is I almost would want to distance myself from that name because you have lost to Conor before, and you kind of want people to forget that Conor was just stripped of the featherweight title. You don't want it to be a situation like a Cormier Jones where every building Daniel Cormier walks into, people boo him out the building because nobody sees him as the legitimate champion. So the fact that Max Holloway, if he does just reign in that division and he distances himself from being a guy connected to Connor, I don't think people will give him that Cormier treatment of you're not the real champ, you're a paper champ, which I, you know, I think DC is still struggling and will continue to struggle unless he some unless he beats John Jones in July. I don't think uh, I don't think he'll ever shake that. Um, and if anything, it's funny. I because- think even if he beats Jones in July, there's going to be an asterisk because Jones. Is, first of all, I don't think we have talked about this. I think it's a bad decision on Jones's part 
first fight after two years, yep. over two years since his last fight, coming in and fighting for the title. I think he needs something to get his rhythm back. His last fight when he fought Ovin St. Prue, he looked horrible. That was his first fight back then. Yeah. Back from suspension. And he looked he looked horrible. The tough thing is though, you know, I guess because of two oh five, like who do you put him up against? Like do you do you throw him in there with a Jimmy Manawa and say, All right, John, because I think the other thing that's tough for the UFC is because of John's problems staying uh staying on the straight air, like you almost kind of got to get the big fights out of him because you don't know what he's going to do to screw up next, unfortunately. I get, I get that as well, and and they may be looking at it as, we're not going to protect this guy. This guy has put us in a, a very awkward situation with with one of our most prestigious belts in the light heavyweight Definitely. belt. So A lot of history. Throw him back in. Throw him right back in. He wants to fight. His next fight has to be. I could see Dana taking that position as well. So I Do understand. Do you guys think Cormier beats Jones? I don't. And the other, I don't either. The other thing, but it's the risk. The thing that worried me about DC, especially watching the Rumble fight, is first of all, there was a lot of shenanigans that went down with him making weight. Mm-hmm. He did not look in great shape. Um, so I'm a little worried that age is catching up with DC, and then knowing that. Rumble went into that fight knowing it was his last fight, and then we saw how he fought that True. fight. He gave it I away. I don't really know what we learned about DC out of that last matchup. The Anderson Silva match was a terrible fight. I mean, you know, lopsided win, but he wanted no part of being on the feet with Anderson Silva. Like it's almost like he went into that with, "I'm just here to to to." It's almost like when you have a big you have a you have a big lead in football. And you're probably not going to lose, but you're not even – you go and prevent defense, you run the ball, you put no risk at all just being up 10 that they're going to run. Like, that's that's how he fought Anderson Silva. And so, I don't know. I just – I have a hard time thinking on their best days or if they both showed up on their worst days that Daniel Cormier is a better fighter than John Jones. I just – I can't see it, Tommy Guns. I just feel like he's far away. Now – I'll tell you what matchup I'm intrigued about after watching him last week. Alexander Gustafson, John mm-hmm. Jones again. Mm-hmm. You could sway me. I could be Agreed. swayed. I could be swayed to say if his first fight was against Alexander Gustafson, from what we saw last week. Problem. <sighs> problem. We'll tell you. They actually got into a little bit of a Twitter beef. That that fight's heating up. We'll tell you about that next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, the ticket. Welcome back, Fighters Jury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns all together, which always makes it better. Oh, yeah. So here's what we got. This was uh, this was the beef I was talking about. So Alexander Gustafsson had an amazing win last Sunday. Uh, Sunday afternoon card in Sweden. He beat the hell out of Glover Teixeira, but the knockout was sensational. I mean, three straight uppercuts, step back, right hand. Puts Glover Teixeira out and ends up proposing to his uh, his girlfriend in the octagon after. Very emotional, very loving. Everything, it was all love in the building. It's beautiful. Very cool, too, for Gustafson because, like Jose Aldo, remember, he had that devastating knockout loss in Sweden to Rumble Johnson a couple years back. So, cool that he got to uh, have that moment for himself. But the funny thing afterwards with the uh, the post-fight was he was asked, who's he rooting for? 
in the Jones-Cormier fight. And he's fought both of them, both great fights, both very close fights. Um, and he was asked who he's rooting for, and he said uh, something to the effect of, uh, I'm rooting for DC. I don't root for John Jones. He's a terrible person. <laughs> and so John got wind of this and went to Twitter, and he said, I'm not champion because I'm a bad person. You're not champion because you don't win championship fights. Another tweet. And here's a little FYI. You didn't lose to DC and I because of your cardio. It was because of your lack of heart. And he said, again, of course you're rooting for Daniel Gus. Daniel Gus, you might want to pray for him while you're at it. Then he tweets, I'm not champion because you don't like my personality. Bleep you, LOL. Gustafson, oh, and then he tweets, John Jones is a bad person. You sound like a bleeping dork. Congrats on your engagement, though. Beautiful woman. Gustafson responds, no, my friend. Against you, it was because of the absence of USADA. And then he tweets, I root for Daniel Cormier because I want, uh, I root for Daniel Cormier, but I want you to win. And after the way I beat you, I promise I will pray for you. Happy now? And then Jones responds, is it me or does this bleep make zero sense? So those two got into <laughs> a uh, a war. With- I really want to see that fight, though. It, it really am. I, I think John wins the fight against DC, and I really, really can't wait to see the Gustafson, Gustafson fight. It's the only time we've seen John really, I think, I think truly vulnerable in a fight, other than when Vitor was latched onto his arm like a, like a, like a pit bull on a stake. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, <laughs> I just got a visual of that. It was. It's, it was. It was. It was like he's like I, it was gutsy performance. I mean, John Jones has put himself through some serious battles, um, but. Man, I really want to see those two go at it, and I want to see if Gustafson does just, if he does have, I guess, more of the killer instinct to go after John. Now, John said, you know, he's gonna, his line's going to be, I beat you on a week of cocaine. He was he did not take that fight very seriously. But I, I truly believe that because of Gustafson striking, his reach, the danger that he has in those hands, I still think he has a lot of problems he can give John Jones. I really do. I would agree. I just, I am. I am hopeful that Jones is training like he's never trained before. That's what I'm hopeful. Yeah. So that we, if we don't, if he doesn't beat Cormier, then we don't get that Gustafson True. fight. True. Or we may get it, but it won't have the magnitude behind the same magnitude behind it. So I'm, I'm just hopeful that he really shows up prepared. And in these past two years, he's, uh, he's been committed, not to the lines. <laughs> yeah well the thing that's just tough with john is I, I really think that we're just losing the opportunity to see the best guy who's ever done it you know he is truly just remarkable in every facet of the game he's gone in there since he was 19 years old has taken on the who's who of everybody and has made a lot of them look foolish and that's pretty incredible to mm-hmm. see like he's just he's able to morph into any style because of that reach, he's unorthodox. Um, I think we're seeing a little bit more of the true side of John Jones. He's more comfortable in the limelight now. Um, he's more comfortable with his flaws being out there because I guess he really can't help it, so why not embrace it? Um, but I don't know. Like, I just I don't want to be – I think the UFC – and I also think the UFC needs him. They don't know what's going to happen with Conor McGregor. John Jones isn't going anywhere. John Jones is not going to go box uh, – Anthony Joshua that's never going to happen he is he is a true mixed martial artist in the in the purest form and I think they could really use a guy just being 
the best at his craft, the best there ever was, Tommy Guns, and just continue to reign and be great. I agree because there were rumors that after Connor beats Floyd, he's not coming back. Right. So that'd be tough. It would be tough. It'd be tough. And I do think that they have, they're a little bit, they are lacking in stars. That's clear. But if John Jones returns to being the peak guy, even if he's not doing uh, Conor McGregor numbers, nobody does. No, <laughs> were you say were you gonna say cocaine? Yeah, it's kind of just a Freudian slip. Only to be your to be your tongue. Um, Hopefully, if, he can make two hundred five. I hope so. You know, he's been walking around as a big guy for two years. And beefy, with not having to make weight. Who do you think is gonna have more trouble making weight? I don't know. It's going to be difficult. They might have to fight. They might have to renegotiate as we get closer to the fight. Catch weight title fight. Catch weight. I mean, Cormier was with all the shenanigans with him pushing off the towel and uh, the 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 multiple weigh-ins <laughs> that went down the last time he fought. I and never heard that push off the towel thing. I didn't either. That was news to me. That was too. Apparently, all the he wrestlers was levitating. All the wrestlers are like, "Yeah, man, that's the trick. That's the other." Or you have. Uh, I've heard this one. This was this was crazy. Uh, the wrestlers, I think I heard Chael Sonnen say this on his podcast. He says, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try and clean this up for radio as much as possible. <laughs> Gives him the old thumb lift. His trainer's apparently behind him. Gives him the old, almost like you're jacking up a car to change a flat like tire. Like getting a physical? <laughs> yeah. They give him to, wow. to take some weight off Did of the him. old prostate check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with, with the thumb. <laughs> with the thumb seat. Ouch. I mean, did he give him flowers afterwards? Is the question. I'm just saying, like that's. I'm like, man, you. What a crazy world these wrestlers are in. That's a move. Like that's a thing. Like yeah, that's a thing. And they went to dinner right after. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta romance me a little bit, eh? (laughs) So I was trying to figure out how did the towel stay up. Now I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, man, that's funny. Next week we got we got two guys who don't have to worry about weight. Derek Lewis and Mark Hunt. They're fighting in New Zealand at heavyweight. How do you guys see that one shaking out? That's a very interesting fight because both guys are beasts. Yep, literally. So while they while neither of them will probably ever be a champion, it makes for a very entertaining fight. I want to see Derek Lewis though in a championship fight with Stipe. I don't know. His awkwardness, you mean? Just yeah, he's just a funny character, man. He's so much. He's got one of the funniest social medias out there. You follow Derek Lewis on Instagram, like he's just a character, man. And I just think it'd be great. I think it'd be cool to see him in a fight with Steve. I don't think he beats Stipe. I mean, maybe he gets that one shot and puts him puts him down. I mean, Stipe did get clipped pretty bad against Overeem. Um, but I, I just I, I would like to see him win. Now he is in, you know, Mark Hudson is in his in his homeland. He's got that, I guess, going for him. Um, but man, with the heavyweights, it, it really can go either way. You're talking about such a small margin for error for either one of these guys. I think I'm gonna go with Derek Lewis winning that fight, though. I think Derek Lewis can win the fight because he's I think he's got more gas in his tank and he's a little more awkward than Hunt. Hunt just comes forward and brings it. And he just throws punches in, in bunches. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Lewis, did they make the McGregor Mayweather fight? Is it made? I don't know. No, not no. yet. I don't Still think talking so. About it. Tommy Guns, you got a fight pick? I see you doing your uh, special formula. 
I definitely have to go with Derek Lewis. Tobin picked him, so he's got to win. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Wow. <laughs> we, we copy your picks. That's how it goes. No, but we do have this. Uh, you, um, when you guys were, were out last week, I played this video uh, that Fight Hype put up of Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya had this video where he's like, because he put up this whole letter reprimanding McGregor versus Mayweather. And he even said to like Fight Hype uh, about a month ago, like, oh, this is disrespectful to boxing. But he told uh, this website, Fight Hub, probably right when all this news was breaking, the idea of how much he would love making Canelo versus McGregor. <laughs> so all of a sudden, it's a disrespect when you think the fight's going to be made around your, your precious Triple G versus Canelo fight. Now it's a disrespect to boxing. So Dana White, he was on uh, TMZ Sports this week, and he lit into Oscar. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what is, what is this guy doing? What is, what's his deal? That's what I said. I'm basically saying to him, what's up? Why, why would you say something like that? Um, you know, instead, it, it makes it sound like he has no confidence whatsoever in Triple G versus Canelo, which I have come out and said is, it, publicly is a good fight, right? <laughs> I, I like the fight. I'll watch the fight. Um, you know, he seems completely insecure and, 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 and it's one of the weirdest, things i've ever seen and talk about two-faced and contradicting and 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 the list goes on and on hating and 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 just i don't know like he has no confidence in his fight be a little confident about your business oscar and 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 don't on other people's you know on other people's stuff it's weird it makes you look weird especially when you wanted this fight so bad four months ago yeah, it was. I mean, I, you knew that was going to come out to bite Oscar. That those those videos would get. It's like well, you can't you can't outrun the internet. Of course, of course, he's a little insecure. Anyone with pictures of them floating around the internet dressed in lingerie, Fishnets I mean, he's got to be got to be a little bit insecure. That's going to always come back to to bite you. But it is kind of ironic listening to Dana White call someone a hypocrite, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's very interesting well, as well. Bu- he gets a bunch of promoters in a room together. I mean, you're <laughs> going to get some weird things thrown out. Um, but I-, I do wonder, like, if McGregor, let's say McGregor Mayweather and Triple G Canelo are, I don't know, three weeks apart. Like, do you think it'll hurt their businesses? Uh, will hurt Triple G Canelo's business a lot? It hurts. It hurts from the general market perspective. It won't. You know, if the Mexican audience that really comes forth to support Canelo, I don't think it's going to impact that audience significantly in buying the pay-per-view. Right. But a general market audience, you know, the, the guy that, you know, we're, we're not going to, I know you'll be buying maybe one of them on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I'll buy one on pay-per-view and then we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll split. And yeah. Say, hey, well, you come over to my house, you go exactly. to ours. Where uh, if. It was just that one super fight. Maybe we'd both buy it independently. You know the, what I mean? The thing that I think does hurt it is, you know, I heard Oscar say, oh, this is going to do 3 million pay-per-view buys, which I think is crazy because, you know, Triple mm. G's never done 300,000. To think that he's going to contribute to a 3 million pay-per-view buy, I think is wild. I think if this fight did over a million, million, I think they should be happy with that. I agree. And maybe maybe in the half tops. Yeah, and maybe if it gets uh, if it's really good and they can hit a, a really good rematch, they should be happy with that. I mean, boxing can't touch anything like that right now. No, um, it's a great fight for boxing fans. Yeah. But it's not this what Mayweather brings to the table and even what Pacquiao brought to the table in the Mayweather Pacquiao fight was they both had people that could care less about boxing. Mhm 
interested in seeing that fight. Yeah, I mean, those guys would do, whoever they fought they were doing, they were clearing a million buys no matter what. And, you know, Canelo, he's touching close to a million, maybe a million if you do the, you know, he's fighting on Cinco de Mayo against Julio Cesar Chavez's son, and they do this whole marketing thing behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'll get a million. Fights Triple G, that'll easily clear a million. But, you know, to think it's going to do three, I'm just no. like, I don't know, man. That's that's tough. McGregor Mayweather may do three. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I do think what Oscar's probably also fearing is, you know, they want this to maybe be the true boxing super fight, the thing that Mayweather and Pacquiao was never able to do, like that, you know, hype-wise, uh, hype-wise hit all kinds of levels, but it never... It never delivered in the ring. They're hoping that this is the true super fight that delivers in the ring. And I do think if you do have Mayweather McGregor surrounding that promotionally, it'll be tough to lead that to 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 get that kind of hype behind it. So that's why I think Oscar's going on this uh this kind of campaign, Tommy Guns. This would is you why. buy both fights, Tommy? <laughs> Most likely I would. Yeah. I would buy both because it's Fighters Fury. Yeah, We've got to report the goods unless I get the hookup from Tobin. <laughs> so whatever it is, I definitely will watch it. Yeah, I got the hookup. I got the, I got the goods. <laughs> You've been hanging out with John Jones? Yeah, I have. I'm actually his man. dealer. Man. <laughs> his pay-per-view dealer. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, man, I can get why. I I, I, I know why I asked do it, but, man, I knew those videos. Like, once I was like, oh, man, there's no way he probably thought this was going to be rubbed in his face. When he's typing that manifesto letter of this is where boxing fans need to come together, it's like, I don't think you're talking to the boxing fans, man. Like, the people just want to see this. Like, it's Dana White's going on Conan O'Brien and all these, and inside the NBA, they want to talk, they don't want to talk about boxing. They want to talk about this circus of a fight put together. You never seen Dana White in front of the microphone so much. He's giddy talking about this. I, I agree. And someone like Dale Hoya has to know, like, don't take yourself so serious. I mean, with with what our world is faced with today, people are not putting that much thought and compassion into whether or not they should support a fight. Right, and I don't think... And what are the reasons for supporting a fight and that it's, you know, it's a, a disrespectful to the, the sport of boxing. I mean, right. come on. And the other thing, too, is, you know... Do, do boxing fans really think like this is this is going to be the one that breaks the camel's back like everybody kind of goes into this knowing it's a gimmick they know that there's a little bit of circus around this and so with that being the case you know i think you should be fine like the thing that pissed people off about connor uh with manny and floyd was that was supposed to be the best two boxers of the last 15 years and it was terrible it's a terrible fight so you need to chill out oscar relax man uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You missed any of the show. Download the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.